This episode of Voice in Education is sponsored by Soapbox Labs, the specialist in voice tech for kids. Soapbox Labs voice technology has been built from the ground up for kids ages 2 to 12 years old. They have created voice-enabled literacy and language learning tools for both home and classroom use while setting a new benchmark for accuracy and privacy in kids-specific voice technology. Welcome to Voice in Education. This is Julie Daniel Davis, and today we are on episode 76. I have with me visiting Emily Lanetto of Voice Glow. Welcome, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, Emily, just a little bit about yourself. How did you get connected with Voice Glow? Yeah, uh, I got connected with Voice Glow. I've, I've known Braden, the CEO, for maybe four years now. Uh, and we were always connected, and I always believed in Braden being an authentic leader and someone who really wanted to make a difference. Right. And one day he came to me with this idea of, I want to make voice more accessible to anybody. Uh, and I really want to build this channel, and I want to do it with you. Uh, and it was a very hard offer <laughs> to, uh, to ignore. So here we are, uh, fast forward later, growing the team together. Which segues right into the real first question I had. What is the purpose of the VoiceFlow uh, platform? VoiceFlow makes it easy for anyone to design, develop, or build voice apps with little to no code. Our core goal is to democratize building for voice so that anybody can do it. Because we're in this early stage, as you know, that we're learning in the same time that we're also innovating. And the more people that can build, the faster that this industry is really going to take off and we'll be able to figure out what we can do next. I love your vision and your purpose. I think um, I, I told someone today, uh, innovation only works if you're truly passionate about it. And I do think Braden and yourself have a really great passion for seeing just anybody be able to um, create with voice, even me. I've used the voice <laughs> platform and I do not have a background in, in coding at all. So I'm really thankful for that purpose. So that leads me to the next question, which um, as you know, we're on the voice and education uh, podcast. What do you feel like educators might find a benefit in using your product? I think voice in education is such a beautiful partnership in my head <laughs> where I've seen educators have children from all ages up to university students going in and being able to build on this platform. You see, especially in the way that we've built the platform where it's a visual drag and drop interface, that we had uh, a really heartwarming story even of a teacher who was teaching sixth grade students and there is a young student who entered in a science competition with his voice low project talking about NLP, which I would have no idea what that was uh, as a child. So I think like in, in some ways it's really unlocking a new way for children to get more creative. I think that it's a really interesting way for kids to be more dynamic and more interested in language, um, which is something that a lot of kids aren't particularly interested in at young ages. <laughs> right, right. And, yeah, and I think third as well, it's around that building culture. It's almost like virtual Lego when you think about it. So yeah, you, yeah. you really see it on the kid side, but also in a lot of the work that we've been doing with like Carnegie Mellon or MIT or even adult education programs as well. 
And I know that when you're creating on your platform, it's not just for uh, one voice assistant. I know you can currently create for Alexa and for Google Assistant, correct? That's correct. Okay. And rumor has it maybe uh, Bixby's coming along? We're, we're definitely actively thinking about more okay, okay. Fair. <laughs> I will fair. leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> very fair. I'm not trying to drop anything here where you heard it here first, but, um, but yeah, I love the fact that you're trying to meet the needs where they are. One of the things I appreciate as an educator is that a student doesn't necessarily have to have an Amazon account to create this because if they do it through your platform, there's not that need to necessarily have a student create an Amazon account, which can open up a whole can of worms for, you know, young, young children uh, and the access they can get um, on the Amazon account. So I'm, I'm really thankful for third party platforms that allow students to create. Um, I'm a former STEM educator. So um, seeing something that is useful, not only for educators to create, but also for easy enough for students themselves to figure it out is very um, intriguing and helpful, I think. Um, we talked a little bit, bit about what you see being used in the classroom with your example. Um, anything else, any other examples of your seeing educators create or maybe even students create? Yeah, I think on the education side, I'm seeing more and more, uh, more and more classrooms actually build curriculums around voice and um, try to create basically new paths for students in conversation design or conversation development, which uh -huh. is really interesting. Um, we've seen universities like University of Washington or, as I mentioned, CMU or MIT, who have actually created an entire course around that. So students are really starting to pick up and get that interest early on in their post-secondary education and ideally go into that um, as innovators later. And even on the student side and even younger, because I know that that's very interesting to you as well, mm -hmm. um, we're seeing more on the high school and maybe like younger kids in STEM program mm -hmm. where people can actually go in and create a create an account for their kid and they can actually live prototype like you're mentioning right so they're able to build and actually see their uh, see their builds come to life so quickly which is very different from coding or typical development platforms uh, so i think that a lot of those elements are starting to come through the woodwork sure. and we're definitely seeing more kids starting to uh share their prototypes or enter into science competitions and start to talk about it. I love that. That just makes my heart so happy. Um, and we didn't really talk about it. Is there a cost for the users to create an account? So as of right now, um, we do have a free, uh, we do have a free plan, which allows anybody to go in and create up to two projects. Okay. Um, and beyond that, we do have our pro and our team plans, but we do have a much cheaper option for education because it's something that we very strongly believe in. So and we do so have, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> we do have uh, custom packages if universities want to bulk purchase the licenses for uh, students, then it also includes uh, high school and below. And then we also do offer student price, uh, student prices as well, which is $10 uh, per seat. Um, so that is about 80% off of what we normally charge. 
I love that you love education. It makes my heart happy. Okay, last question. Um, what's next for voice flow? Oh my gosh, so much. <laughs> I, I that think was that wide open. <laughs> <laughs> we we talk about so many different things. I think that on like the design and the build and the prototype side, we really want to create more ways for people to number one, obviously build more and discover more that they can build with our tool, but to really focus on how can they share their work? How can they, how can we make it easier for them to create a voice portfolio or oh, I love um, it. create some form of way that they can communicate or share what they've built with people who may not be familiar with the platform or familiar with voice. And I think as well, this is like a big thing that's happening um, and obviously very real right now in the world, but we want to make asynchronous collaboration as well as synchronous collaboration uh, readily accessible. So making sure that no matter where you are, no matter who you want to work with, that you're not going to be bound by um, having to be physically with that person. And I think that's really what's going to help uh, accelerate a lot of the innovation in this space. That's awesome. Okay, so how, how would an educator find you? Well, you can definitely go and you can check us out on our website. Um, it's just www.voiceflow.com. Um, we do have an education subpage on that and you'll talk directly to one of us. Um, so yeah. we definitely recommend if you have any questions, we're, we're there to chat with you. Um, and then we also have a really awesome and vibrant community um, available online that you can join um, if you're just even interested in voice. And you can find that uh, just on Facebook under uh, Voice Low Community Group. Yeah, I actually am a part of that group. I love how dynamic it is and the questions and how the community helps each other. It's really awesome. I think you're also on uh, Twitter as well. I know educators love Twitter so they can follow things going on with Voice Oh, Low absolutely. Well. Yeah. Um, if you are on Twitter, you will be talking to myself and or Brayden. Uh -huh. uh, we are. <laughs> We are a small company and we really care about what it is that you guys are looking for. So definitely find us on Twitter. Uh, it's voiceflow, uh, voiceflowhq.com, or sorry, voiceflowhq on Twitter. Um, okay. or you're welcome to reach out to myself or Brayden. All right. Thank you, Emily, for your time. And uh, educators, I would suggest if you want to learn more about voice, start with Voice Flow. It's a great place to start creating. Uh, have a good day and have a great week to my listeners.